Hey, Clutterbugs, welcome back to the Clutterbug podcast. I am geeked today because today's guest is, um, yeah, incredible, inspiring. We have Jordan Page from the Page Company. And let me just tell you, I know you've heard of her, but budgeting guru, productivity guru, now like a chef, cookbook author, more than that, an inventor, and just a badass girl boss, if there ever was one. And add to all that, eight children. And she has her life together, you guys, and she has goals for me. So I am so thrilled. You're going to be so inspired and motivated and blown away by this incredible, incredible human being. So Jordan, welcome to the Clutterbug Podcast. Gosh, I am blushing through the microphone. Stop it. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. You are amazing. And I look at you and I just think, wow, first of all, you're a marketing genius and obviously brilliant, but you are also so at the same time relatable. And I don't know how that's possible that someone can do all the things that you do and still feel relatable and you make it seem attainable. I have three children. I feel like I'm drowning. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> three. One, once you get to three, you can handle eight. Let me tell you what, but you're sweet. You're, you're much too generous. I'm in the trenches, just like everybody else, just trying to figure it out. But I really appreciate that. That's very sweet, but you do give me too much credit for sure. I'd love you to tell, I, I mean, I've heard your story so many times about how you got started, but I do feel like it's so, it really was this organic thing. And you started out with just budget. You wanted to get your money un under control. Can you share that with us? Like how you started in this journey? Yes. I started by accident, if I'm being completely transparent. And I appreciate you calling me a marketing genius. The funny thing is, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I've never taken a marketing class. I've never taken a finance class. I've never taken really a business class. I just literally, I just started as a stay-at-home mom. And my goal was to be a stay-at-home mom. I, I worked, my husband worked. And then when we decided to have kids, it was really important for me to stay home. But that became challenging because um, when I got pregnant with our first, my husband quit his job and started his own company, which anyone who's self-employed or anyone who's an entrepreneur knows that that is a freaking trip, isn't it? It's like up and down finances, really unstable, sometimes kind of scary. Maybe you have a high season or a low season. It's, it's tricky. It's very tricky. So though we were always, we always tried to find a good deal on things or DIY things or whatever, frugal people do. It all changed for me when I realized that we did not have a handle on budgeting, practical budgeting for the real everyday person. Because how do you budget when you don't know what your income is going to be that month? How do you budget when you suddenly you go from two incomes to one? And it was not a big income, the money I was making. And then from one income to none, when we really, we decided it was most important for me to stay home with our baby. And my husband was still trying to grow his business. So along the way, God bless credit cards, they, they swung us and it wasn't sustainable, but it's all we had. And we started racking up this credit card debt 
And I just kept finding coupons for things and saying, why isn't this working? This is what people do to be frugal is they just get good deals on things. What is happening? So I, I realized that there's a disconnect between being frugal and being good at budgeting. And I was not. And my husband, we were not together because we didn't understand our new circumstances. So I went online. I was looking for budgeting help. And I found extreme couponers and lots of DIY blogs. And this was back in the day of blog spot, blogging. Everyone remembers, yeah. everyone had a family blog. And anyway, so I went online. I couldn't find anything really or the budgeting experts I found online were on a different planet. They were telling me what in Roth IRAs to invest in, I think. I still don't even know what those are. They were telling me that in order to buy a car, I needed to pay cash for it. They were telling me all these things that were not even in my realm of understanding. And I also felt like being an old white guy or an older woman who's never been married and doesn't have kids, I I really did not relate to them at all. And I I felt like they didn't understand me. And I was very discouraged and frustrated and just kind of gave up. And I was like, well, I guess we're just those people that are just going to live paycheck to paycheck and always have a credit card balance and live in this little tiny two bedroom townhome in inner city Salt Lake forever. And, and then I got over my pity party and I put on my big girl panties and said, okay, I guess in order, I could do that. But in order to live the life that I've always pictured for myself, I'm going to have to really get to work and figure this out. So mind you, I've got ADHD, clinically diagnosed, not being facetious, really not good with numbers. Like I said, I've never studied finance, not good at math, all of that. But I started just making my own budgeting systems that worked with my brain. And they were really fun, almost gamifying it. They were creative. There was a lot of reward involved, a lot of switching my vision from thinking about money like money. And I started thinking about it as other things. For example, instead of pretending I was going on a budget, I pretended I was going on a diet. It's not fun. No one likes it. But I could kind of conceptually picture you know, how hard it would be to go to the gym for the first time or how if I eat too many calories without burning off those calories, then I'm gaining weight, aka in debt. I started just playing these games with my mind and also setting up these systems that worked really well and worked fast. So in, so it took about a year, it was 13 months, and we were able to pay off $15,000 of credit card debt. And mind you, at the time, we were only making about $31,000. So it was incredible. And we had to make sacrifices. We sold the car and different things. But it was, it was actually fun. We were having so much fun doing lots of fun things and creative things and doing all these creative dates and giving each other creative gifts and going to all these free events and all these things that we hadn't really concentrated on before. I got excited about it and started blogging about it. And then the rest is history. It really was just, I just looked around at people who were living the way that I used to and saying, yeah, you don't have to live this way. It's actually not that hard. Can I just tell you like maybe one or two things that we did? And I'll tell you what, I'll just write it down and I'll send you the link 
personal blog post and you can do with it what you want. But I started getting excited and then people started reading and then more people started reading. And then I started doing TV segments and started doing conferences and classes. And, and it just kind of grew organically from there. And where we are today is I now have a company called The Page Company. And um, the three pillars that we really embody are budgeting, productivity, and frugal cooking and grocery shopping and meal planning, which I call shelf cooking. And the ultimate goal of all of these things is to help you build a stronger family. Because the truth is my, my, everything in my life became better when I started focusing on those three things and they were all just by accident. None of them come naturally. I am a clutter bug through and through to my core, but not the good kind, the cluttery kind, the kind that has not figured it out yet. And I believe that anyone can make improvements that can build a stronger family, make themselves happier. It just takes a little bit of work and a lot of fun. Uh I love your story so much because I I can relate to that. And also, here's the thing. I want to learn from somebody who isn't naturally good at it. I want to learn for somebody, somebody who's hacked the system, kind of like come up with ingenious, outside-of-the-box ways of doing things differently. I, my husband, I became a stay-at-home mom too in 2006. And then in 2008, I was pregnant with my daughter and my husband lost his job. And I remember going online, like, I don't know how we're going to buy food. And all the advice was like, here's how to get 20 bottles of shampoo for $2. Like, I'm not sure how the couponing, the shampoo is going to help me feed my family. Um, So I love that you just went right to where there was a some a void there was a void because how do you really dig yourself out of debt and save without doing it in these flashy ways like what what's the real steps to take and you've come up with that i feel like i have my budget under control but where i do not excel is in productivity so you are honestly i honestly insanely productive. It's crazy. You're like a what? And you have ADHD, which is very like <laughs> most people who have ADHD aren't fun, isn't it? <laughs> productive, but if they're passionate about it, that's where it's different. So I, I feel like you've really hit into something, but tell me your best tip to be more productive because I find the older I get, the less energy I have. And I don't know, maybe I'm making excuses, but I just like, man, I don't have it. But here's, here's what I want to tell people first. And I guess I should explain that um, to kind of add to my little backstory, just so as I refer to it, you guys know what I'm talking about, but I used to do one-on-one consulting with budgeting. I would help people with their budgets one-on-one and it just got too busy. So then I started teaching classes and then larger classes and conferences. And eventually I just put everything that I would teach people one-on-one in a digital program. So I have budget bootcamp and productivity bootcamp. So if I refer to those two things, that that's what those are. It's my, my courses, my digital courses. But, um, and we, we do go through this in great detail, but in a nutshell, what I would tell you first is we need to think about activity in a healthier way. I think a lot of times people think that being productive is just 
how much stuff you can possibly get done in a day, how many things you can toss on your plate and crank out. But that's running at a full sprint all the time and it's unsustainable. And who, who enjoys that? Like, what's the point? Why would anyone even want to strive for that? It sounds exhausting personally. So I teach my freebs, my audience, that productivity is doing what you need to do just more efficiently. We're going to be more efficient. We're going to be more streamlined, more systematic, less stressed about it. Okay. So we're going to do what you need to do more efficiently so you can do what you want to do more frequently. And that is productivity. The goal isn't just to do more and do more faster and do more harder just to do more. It's to get the stuff done really quickly and efficiently and get it out of the way so you can fill in the blank, take a nap, go on a walk, go on vacation, binge TikTok, go, go do crafts for six hours, whatever, fill in the blank. But that is the point. We are on this earth to experience joy and not to just burn out and especially not burn the candle from both ends. So knowing that and reframing that, the goal is to take, take what you need to get done and, and let's really make a system for it and nail those down and get them streamlined and systematic. And it's a lot of what you teach too, where there's systems, right? This day you do this, or this time you do this. Um, we walk you through that in productivity bootcamp. But if I were to leave you with one, ooh, how do I narrow down one? Um, I would say the first thing you need to do is really focus on what isn't working. Instead of ignoring it, really focus it. Instead of walking past the piles, you look at the pile and you're like, we're gonna tackle the pile in terms of organization, right? So in this case, with productivity. Are your mornings just a disaster? Is your dinner time a disaster? Are you feeling like the middle of your day when your kids are at school that you're just wasting time? Maybe pick one thing and really write down what you feel like isn't going well with that. And let's tackle those, but to give you something that you can do today, right now, that is to, to time block. Um, you can go to funcheaporfree.com slash block. And I have a free printable. And I also have a video that explains this much better than I'm about to. But essentially, I believe that we were doing it pretty darn well in high, middle school, high school, and college because our life was structured in these natural blocks for us. Anyway, you wake up and you have your little block of time before school, and then you have to get to school on time. So you arrive to school and you have your first class of the day. And in that class of the day, you're only focusing on that class at that time. You're not doing your hair or your makeup. You're not practicing soccer. You're not doing science and math class. All you're focusing on is math or whatever it is. And then the bell rings. And it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of something or not, you tuck it away in your backpack and you move to your next class and so on and so on. And then after school, you have your after school block where maybe you're hurrying and getting a snack and doing your homework. And then the next block, maybe you're headed off to sports and then the next block is family time. Maybe you're eating dinner as a family and then the next block you're socializing. Naturally, we fall into these kind of categorical blocks in our day where our minute by minute, hour by hour isn't necessarily dictated for us but a chunk of time is same with college. And then all of a sudden we become adults and we are in charge of our own time. And we either 
under schedule or completely micromanage our time. And both of those things don't tend to work very well. So go back to old school methods and time block. So let's say from the moment you wake up, well, I should, I should explain. I recommend blocking your day in about two to three hour blocks. Now, it, it depends if you work full-time out of the home. I do have examples for how this would work for you on that blog post and video, so you can check that out. Um, no, we don't have all day. I could obviously talk about this all day. I get very excited about it. But let's say your first block is from when you wake up to when your kids head off to school, and maybe that's two hours or three hours. Don't micromanage and say, at 7.22, I'm going to, you know, read my children a story from the scriptures. And, and at 7.43, I'm going to, you know, don't do that. But just say in this two or three hour window of time, list off what you need to get done and be really basic about it. I need to get breakfast going. I need to get clothes on for the day. I'm going to rotate one load of laundry. I need to help my kids pack their lunch. And I'm going to put the dishes in the dishwasher, period. You'll notice what's not there. I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing my makeup. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not catching up on emails. You know, you really have to focus on what is appropriate for that block. You don't sit in math class and do your science homework for the next class. Otherwise, you're always behind on that. So don't do things in that block that don't belong. And then when that block's over, tuck it away and move on and so on and so on and so on. And then it allows you to say, okay, this is the block in my day where I'm going to do my housework. This is the block in my day where it's me time, where I'm going to be absolutely guilt-free binging on my phone or taking a nap on the couch, watching soap operas or going out and going on a walk with my friends. This is my time. So I'm going to let everything else go. But then the kids come up from school and maybe that block is your family block where you say, okay, I need to put my phone away. I need to be all in on my kids. I need to shut my laptop and not be working anymore. And I walk you through this in different scenarios, whether you're a work at home mom, stay at home mom, not a mom at all, student, full-time worker out of the home, but it's possible. And it allows you to give everything its place and its time, mm. including relaxation and enjoyment and one-on-one -on -one time with your spouse or your kids and and all of the important things that really is the ultimate goal of productivity i'm i'm hooked right now i'm excited <laughs> because i can see how this would be effective so i have adhd as well and my biggest issue is I'm constantly distracted and I procrastinate. So I could yes. waste two hours on TikTok, but I also procrastinate to the last minute. And that's when I get things done is like yes. at the deadline. And so I love that your time blocking method, what that really does is it would put pressure on me when I need pressure because this time block ends at one. Oh crap, I better get the stuff done that I need to get done by one. And that motivates me as someone who has ADHD and is a chronic procrastinator. It's those mm -hmm. time blocks. So not only is this keeping you focused, but it's creating motivation as well because yeah. you have deadlines and deadlines for me and I, I mean everybody is different but a deadline for me is what fuels me to get off my butt and actually get things done 
And you get to look forward to the downtime part. You're like, yeah, oh, I really just feel like doing X, Y, Z, but I get to do that between, you know, I don't know, seven and eight. And you get to look forward to that. There's reward. There's reward. Absolutely. That sounds like this could work for me. I feel like I'm excited. I'm going to try this out. Okay. Before we talk to Jordan about the best thing that she has to save money. I love this tip, okay? I I love this. This whole concept is pretty life-changing and it's going to save you a ton of space in your kitchen too. It's going to cut down the clutter. I have to thank today's podcast sponsor. Thank you so much to Cozy Earth for sponsoring today's podcast. I'm pretty cheap, but I treat myself to really beautiful bedding. Especially, I especially love their best-selling bamboo sheet set. It's temperature regulating. It's so soft. No matter how many times I wash this sheet set, it's still so soft. I'm telling you, treating yourself, having your bedroom feel like luxury. They have luxury pillows and sheets and blankets. It really is a treat to yourself. And Valentine's Day is coming up. So what a great gift to give to your loved one that's also a gift to yourself. Snuggle up this Valentine's Day in Cozy Earth's Best Bamboo Sheet Set right now you can save 35% off their whole store using my exclusive promo code CLUTTERBUG. So go to CozyEarth.com and use that promo code CLUTTERBUG to save 35% off this gorgeous bedding today. I'm very excited to learn about your sort of new endeavor, which maybe this is something it isn't new, but new that I'm seeing as I'm following you. And that is shelf cooking. I didn't know what this was, but I looked more into this and this is genius. It's basically the way we should be cooking and meal planning, but for some reason we're not. We're looking at recipes and then going to the store and buying all the supplies for like one meal Instead of taking a look at what we freaking already have and basing our meals around (laughs) that. Like, why are we not doing this? Tell us about shelf cooking. Okay. And it is, it's, it's such a simple concept that when I explain it to people, they look at me like, wow, did you discover air also? You know, but the truth is as simple as it is, very few of us are actually doing this. So bear with me. We are going to go back in time and cook like grandma, great grandma, grandpa used to. They didn't have Pinterest, you know, they didn't have necessarily all these digital or otherwise cookbooks and all these things that have started confusing us. And you're exactly right. What's happened is we feel like in order to cook, we need to go online or watch Instagram or TikTok and see what people are making. We print out the recipe or save it in our phone. We go to the store. We buy all the ingredients for that one recipe. It costs us a billion dollars, especially right now. We bring it home. Sometimes we remember to make it. Sometimes we don't. And then it goes bad in our fridge. But we make it and it makes one meal. But we only use two tablespoons of that entire jar of sauce that we bought or or half of the, the broccoli and the rest just goes bad in your fridge you eat the meal once and then that's it and you don't eat the leftovers or there are no leftovers and 
people look at me and they say, I think it's cheaper to eat out. And I said, well, it very well could be the way that you're going about it. And that's not, that's not only not healthy for you and, and the environment, there's so much waste, so much waste with food, but it also is keeping you from your dreams. And I know that sounds very woo woo, but it's absolutely hundred percent true. When you're on TikTok scrolling and you see someone on a vacation or see someone with a new car, or see someone with that purse that you would love and you feel yourself getting a little embittered, like, oh, I just could never afford that. You can, you absolutely can. It may take years, may take time, but it also will take sacrifice. And starting with your food is the number one place that everyone should start. So shelf cooking is important. Shelf cooking is a, a, a type of cooking that I coined that essentially means you cook like grandma would have. You, you open your fridge first and then you go to your freezer next and your pantry next and you come up with what to make for dinner using those ingredients first. And then you go to the store for supplemental ingredients or to stock up on things that are on sale. And a lot of the times it might not even have anything to do with what you're making for meals that week. And again, it sounds very simple, but it's unbelievably more affordable. It's chopped. It's the show chopped every day in your own home. You're getting creative or maybe you do find a recipe and you say, Hey, I have most of these ingredients, but shoot, I don't have barbecue sauce. Darn. Well, instead of running to the store, you learn that you can make your own barbecue sauce with ingredients that you do have, or you find substitutions. Okay, you don't have butter. Do you know you can use applesauce in certain baking recipes, or you can use, there, there are so many other You don't things. have eggs. You can use a scoop of mayonnaise. Did you know this? Oh, did you know? I, that, so I have to explain this. The cookbook you're referring to, I did just launch a cookbook. It's been in the works for four years. It's called Shelf Cooking 101, but don't be disappointed. It's not really a cookbook. I mean, it is. I have lots and lots of recipes. I have over 100 pages of just my favorite recipes, but the other 250-something pages is a Bible that you need for your kitchen. It's, it's pages and pages of substitutions, just like what you're talking about. So you say, crud, I don't have dill. I don't have mayo have butter what what can I use instead what do I have and we have tons of charts we have um build your like choose your own adventure recipes so for example if you want to make muffins from scratch you you go down our choose your own adventure and it's like okay choose a base choose a sweetener choose a thickener choose a and you you choose what you do have rather than going to the store and then you can save your grocery budget that everyone should have a grocery budget and use that to go to the store and say, oh my gosh, they're running a sale on shredded cheese right now at the store down the street. I'm going to buy five bags and stick them in my freezer because they're $2 off per bag and that's huge savings. Or these canned items are on sale or this meat is buy one, get one free. And then you can, you can really use your budget to build up your own little grocery store. And that's, that's how shelf cooking works. And it, it changes, it is a lifestyle, it absolutely changes your budget and your ability to save up for dreams of yours forever for the rest of your life. And, and listen, what else is going to change? It's going to change the clutter in your home.
And this is, I can tell you this, I have helped hundreds of people in person organize their kitchen, thousands online. And here's what I see. People who try to save money, who want to save money, buy in bulk. They buy in bulk, they buy in excess, and it is expiring and it is going bad and it is getting freezer burnt and they are wasting money. And I helped a lady last year and we threw out, we had to, it was four years. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Listen to me, 285 pounds, we weighed it, of expired food of someone who didn't have the money, who was on a budget and was buying it in bulk. But here's what happens when you get in this sort of cycle of, okay, I'm going to buy things when they're on sale. You're going to the store. You're like, roast is on sale. Ooh, asparagus is on sale. This soup is on sale. And you buy it all and then you get home and you don't have a meal. You have all these things that you've purchased on sale and no way of how do you put this together? Not only Maybe you could do one meal, but how do you do seven in a week? And you're going back to the store and back to the store and back to the store. So even though you're buying in bulk, for some reason, you're still at the grocery store three times a week. And say it to the people in the back. And yet you never have anything to actually make. It's crazy pants. So you are really kind of doing it backwards. You're saying, go and let's make meals and let's plan seven meals for what you have right now and supplement what you need because you don't have, or hey, use your book and supplement with things you already do have. This is so good, Jordan. This is so good. You're going to definitely help people save money. But for me, you're going to help people dig out of clutter at the same time because there is, especially now food prices are insane. There's this scarcity mindset happening where We better buy it now because it might not be there next week. The shelves might be empty. I might not have the money. I better collect, collect, collect. And yet we have no food to make dinner. Yeah. Oh, I just, it makes my soul sing to hear you say it because there's so much truth in it. And it is devastating. Like throwing out food should hurt. It should hurt because every time you do, leftovers, canned ingredients, everything in between. It, every time you throw something in the garbage, there goes another little piece of, of your dream. That, that is money that could be spent bringing you joy. And you are literally flushing it or throwing it away. And it's simple changes. I swear it's not complicated. I really swear. Okay, I'm going to admit something and I hope I don't get canceled because I have a cookbook. I hate cooking. I always have. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't either. I love eating out. Cooking is a lot of mess. I have eight kids who are picky eaters and they always complain about what I make. But I do it anyway because if you follow me on Instagram, you're going to be like, wow, they're on another cruise. Wow, they are at their cabin. Wow. And it's like, I know you guys, I know, but we, we didn't win the lottery. Actually, that's a lie. Can I tell you a funny story? We did win the lottery last year. We won $1,000 at a white elephant party. <laughs> Somebody brought a dollar lottery ticket from Idaho and we won $1,000. Isn't that funny? So I guess I can't say that anymore. Half of it went to taxes. But aside from that one time that we won the lottery, we've had to work really hard. But more than that, we're really wise with every 
every sprig of cilantro, every dime that comes in our home. And it's allowed us to then put so much more money toward the things that do bring us joy. And it's the same with productivity. You take every spare minute, every spare 30 seconds, five minutes that you could be doing things just a little bit better, a little bit faster. And those add up accumulatively to give you a free Saturday to do whatever you want or a free three hours at night to have fun. And with cooking, it's all the same. It all adds up and and it's not that hard. So I will say, I believe in training. I believe in handholding. I'm going through this right now. Medically, I have to go on this extremely strict anti-inflammatory diet for like six months. I've never had to watch labels before ever. And I am a deer in the headlights. So I've had to have really intense handholding that I appreciate. So I understand that when you forge something new, no matter how simple it sounds, it can be very daunting and overwhelming. So please take advantage of resources that are out there. You probably say the same thing to people who are looking to declutter. You have a podcast, you have a show, you have all these things. So for me, I have a free blog that has a lot of tips. It's shelfcooking.com. Instagram, there's a lot of tips. And I also have a meal plan subscription. It's 10 bucks. And what we do is we give you a meal plan. And every week your meal plan is based around things that you should have on hand. We never put in weird ingredients. What we do is we give you a shopping list and a prep list. We have you buy some things at the beginning of the week, but then you use them all up by the end of the week. So we'll have you buy... If you buy ground beef, we'll have you buy two pounds. We'll have you cook it all on Monday and save half of it. You'll use it again on Wednesday. And then it, you know, we'll have you freeze the rest or whatever. So we do walk you through that if you do handholding. But otherwise, just do it yourself and open your fridge, make dinner from your fridge, go to the store only to stock up. And I challenge you to do that. And it'll make all the difference in the world. Not only to your budget and your health too, because you're going to be eating healthier, but the state of your home, because food clutter is an issue that I would say 90% of people struggle with. They don't have wow. space in their kitchen. They've, they're stocking food in their basement. Their food is in the hall closet. There is food everywhere because they don't have a place to put it because they're overbuying in order to save money. They're yes. overbuying to save money. And now it's costing them money. It's costing them time and it's costing them precious space in their home because it's way too much clutter. So shelf cooking, man, shelf cooking can help you with the clutter issue. It can help you let go of that food anxiety, that, that scarcity mindset, and it can save you a butt ton of money at the same time. So this is exciting. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to buy your cookbook right now because, um, this is really, really great stuff. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And those of you listening, I want you to go definitely to shelfcooking.com and also thepagecompany.com. That's right, right? Did I get it right? You got it right. There's no I. It's like page in a book. And that's where you can find everything. And I will absolutely send you a cookbook. I would be honored. So Oh, stop it. Way, this is exciting. This is great. <laughs> this is something that I definitely want to learn more about because 
it's for me from an organizing decluttering standpoint, this is an issue that I see all the time is this desperation to save money and stockpiling food that they've bought on sale. And it always is going bad and it's never getting eaten because no one knows how to make a meal out of that. It's so sad to me. And I will say this, I am a bit of a food hoarder. I have an, I have more than one extra freezer. I have a really big pantry, but I use it and rotate it. And that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with, with buying food on sale and having extra. You want to be able to shop your pantry, but you are absolutely right. It is, it's a momentary dopamine hit to buy something on sale. We all know that it feels so good. We feel so good about ourselves. We're like, look at me go. I got this chicken for 25 cents off per pound. Well, if that chicken is getting freezer burned and you're throwing it away, it does nothing for you. So shift it. You will get just as much dopamine from shopping your own pantry and your own freezer and your own fridge and playing chopped in your own kitchen. You might have some weird meals. (laughs) They might not taste very good the first few times, but that's probably because you're overcomplicating it. Go to my website, my meal plan subscription. You can search for recipes by ingredient and let us give you a good recipe or go to Google and say, okay, I've got celery, I've got corn, and I've got some funky looking chicken that I really need to use up. Great. You will find a million great, beautiful, delicious recipes. You don't have to invent it all yourself. Go to resources that can help and get that clutter out, figure out how to use it so that it's a constant rotation and not just piling up collecting dust or a freezer burn. That's gross. I love this. I love this because yes, if you're going to the store and you're like, I'm saving $50 by buying this today, you are still spending $50 to save $50, right? You're saving $100 if you shop your freezer. So Mm -hmm. yes, love it. Preach. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. It was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I'm feeling really inspired. I'm going to go meal plan based on what I have right now. I'm going to look at the, I have some nasty fish that needs to go. I'm just letting it go. But the rest of the stuff in the freezer in my fridge, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start meal planning. You probably salvage the, the fish. Things don't go bad in your freezer. They just become less flavorful over time. Just so you know, they won't go bad. It's but, been over uh, a decade, yeah. Jordan. It's been over a decade. It's, oh, it might be time. It it's might be time. time. I think I also it's have time. a turkey that we won like 15 years ago, just sitting in the freezer. RIP. RIP. It's we going. We will the loss of the turkey. But, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Shelf cooking. Shelfcooking.com. Thank you so much, Jordan. Uh, this was an absolute pleasure to meet you. You're so inspiring, so motivating, and an inspiration to so many. So thank you. Oh, thanks. And if you ever feel like taking a really long road trip down to Utah, I could uh, really use some decluttering. So we'll talk about that off camera and you need to fix my life. Okay. I would absolutely love that. Thanks so much. (laughs) And thank you everyone listening. We'll see you guys next time.